You're listening to the RSA Conference podcast, where the world talks security. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this installment of our RSAC 365 podcast series. Thank you for tuning in. We have a great podcast lined up for today, What's Trending with Hackers and Threats, with our guests Greg Day and Nicole Little. Here at RSAC, we host podcasts twice a month, and I encourage you to subscribe on SoundCloud or your preferred podcast app so you can be notified when new tracks are posted. And now I'd like you to ask Greg and Nicole to take a moment to introduce themselves before we dive into today's topic. Greg? Perfect. Thanks, and hi to everybody listening. Uh, my name is Greg Day. I'm the Chief Security Officer for Palo Alto Networks. Uh, it has been my absolute pleasure to be involved with the RSA conference for, I think now, over a decade in originally EMEA uh, and then in the Middle East and the last few years globally. Beyond that, in my spare time, I'm also involved in some projects with the World Economic Forum on their Cyber 2025 Futures Program, and I sit on the Industry Advisory Board for Europol, uh, obviously being based in the UK, if you couldn't tell by the accent. So, thank you. I'm Nicole Little. I'm a Senior Manager for Walt Disney Company. Currently, I oversee the hardware security and technology that goes into delivering our video content to consumers. In my spare time, I spend a lot of my free Mindspace uh, talking to the biohacking community, looking into hardware hacking, and exploring additional uh, areas of security and privacy as they can apply to the industry as a whole. Uh, And this is my first year joining the RSA team. Thank you so much, uh, both of you, for joining us today, Greg and Nicole. And thank you so much for all that you've done thus far. I know you have more work to do as members of our program committee, but what you've done so far in um, reading through all of the submissions is a huge undertaking. So your time is much appreciated. And I know that it's particularly onerous for you as members of the Hackers and Threat Track because it's a heavy load for that program committee with um, I, I think you guys had upwards of 300 submissions this year. So that's a lot of reading time and discussing time. So before we talk about the trends that you saw coming through, I'd love for each of you just to talk about the process so that our listeners understand the trajectory of a submission. So once they hit submit, what happens to that submission and how does it land in your track and what are sort of your goals as a program committee for the track and how do you go through the selection process? Greg, let's start with you. Thanks. Uh, And first, I want to say it really is a a unique privilege to actually read through all those submissions. I know you said it's heavy lifting. Actually, it's time of year I look forward to. To give a bit of the context, obviously, there is the group committee meeting first. And and actually, that's really useful for us because there are other streams. Uh, I'll give an example. This year, there's a cloud stream. And we may get submissions that that get put into, if you like, our bucket to review that might also be in another stream. So as we're looking through all of the submissions, almost there's a first pre-question, which is, is this really right for our track or should it be in somebody else's track? Um, I think then as, as we go through them, you know, we look at each submission and what we tried to do as a group was to kind of score them as to whether it was like a, yes, we love this. 
you know, maybe, depending, we could be swayed by our peers or actually, no, we just don't think it's right for whatever reason. And we do that really looking at a number of different things. Firstly, I think all of us have in our head some of the themes we're expecting to see. Uh, certainly one of the things I do is to kind of have a list of the themes that I expected to see. And then also the other interesting themes, and I think a tip I'd give to, to people, avoid the obvious. Uh, and a good example of that this year, ransomware, obviously, front and center. Uh, we must have had at least 100 submissions. And if you think about it, we're only ever going to pick one or two that really were the best. So I think um, think about what topic you're going to write when you submit. We also look at the level of the session. So uh, if it's maybe uh, here's a new vulnerability that we've uncovered, if that's a general session, I think my impression would be that maybe they don't have the technical insight. We'd expect that kind of session to be done at a, an advanced level if it's really going to be of value to the community, less a, a specific reason that it wouldn't be. And then, of course, we look at previous submissions. And I think each year we always try and get a bit of a balance between some trusted speakers, people we know that are really good and can be eloquent uh, and get their talk across the audience. But we also want to make sure we bring in new speakers. And I think I'm always really proud. I'm a parent when I see we have junior speakers submit with great knowledge and great topics. I know that creates a bit of a challenge sometimes of how we manage that actually at the event, but it's, it's amazing to see the diversity of speakers we get. Awesome. And that, that definitely covered a lot. Nicole, I'd love to hear your perspective, especially as, you know, this being your first year. Yeah, so it, it's actually been a pretty incredible experience for me as well, uh, especially considering that this is the first year that I'm, I'm participating. Um, for me, it, it was a little overwhelming to see the number of submissions, uh, but getting through them and getting to see all of the ideas that people are working through, all of the uh, various iterations of somebody's work on topics that are, are fairly frequently popped up in the, the hacking and threats kind of ecosystem was pretty astounding. Uh, like Greg said, ransomware was definitely at the top of the list when it came to topics that people wanted to really bring across, as well as how to deal with the vulnerabilities associated with uh, working from home this past year. So there were, there were definitely a lot of those included, uh, and there were a lot of kind of variations on either the same topic or new uh, avenues all surrounding kind of a central topic. So that, that was really interesting to see kind of what the community as a whole has been working on and kind of what they've done with their past year. Uh, for me, taking a look at a lot of the abstracts, I've seen um, really interesting development in how people describe what they're working on, how they try and catch your attention uh, to really drum up kind of an appetite for their topic. Beyond that, I did take a lot of the experience that both Greg and some of my other committee members had from previous approvals to go through and review everything that we had seen while we had to do this fairly quickly with as much care as we could to make sure that we weren't missing anything that was vital or could be interesting to the, the community as a whole. And I think that this year, since we have such an interesting format being all virtual now, 
it's given us an opportunity to really expand the types of uh, talks that we could include in the track. So these aren't just specific to uh, your everyday uh, enterprise level talks. We were looking to also have the opportunity to expand something out to maybe first time attendees or people who hadn't had the opportunity to travel to an RSA conference. Maybe they would be able to not only attend, but find inspiration in the Hackers and Threats track based on uh, a newer topic that we covered in our track. That's awesome, yeah. And and I think that is one of the benefits of the virtual, right, that we can reach a wider audience that traditionally may not be able to attend for various reasons at the physical event. And, you know, when I think about it, I, too, read all of the submissions and, you know, Britta and I separated them into the buckets and streams of uh, the different program committees. And, you know, I think about how fortunate, while there are so many submissions that come through to the Hackers and Threat Track, you are also the only track that has both the general and the advanced level. So where other tracks have to winnow it down to maybe 8 or 12 selections, you guys actually have the the maybe perk of um, being able to select two dozen, right, which is probably a challenge because you've got, you know, the general and the advanced track that you're trying to fill. And I would love to hear from each of you about how that works. And, you know, you both mentioned think about the topic that you're submitting and how to make that stand out. And what is it that distinguishes this is the ransomware selection out of the hundred or so that we got, this is the one. What makes a, a submission really shine when it comes to making that decision about the final cut? Nicole, why don't we start with you this time? My main focus was looking for the novel approach associated with the topic. So ransomware, malware, uh, concerns about working from home and vulnerabilities around working from home and also some cryptocurrency uh, those were maybe the largest topics that we saw. Uh, and while it can seem a little broad strokes just to get 45 to 100 of those topics, uh, going through and finding anybody who's describing or has completed work that's taken a novel approach to the topic was really what I was looking for because I know that these are topics that people are interested in and I don't want to rehash what's seen on the standard community blogs and any kind of current discussions. But at the same time, uh, I would hate to completely gloss over a topic because it, it's obviously important uh, to the group as a whole. So looking to see whether or not there were new vulnerabilities associated with the same common topic or if there were novel approaches to something where uh, maybe research in the past didn't have quite as much of a focus, but now due to the current situations and the current constraints, they've been able to apply kind of that uh, creative eye of the same topic, but now narrowed down in resource or attention. Uh, and they found something that was truly innovative when it came to discussing this topic. So that was really the kind of first tier for me. Everything else was trying to establish whether or not these were topics that uh, I, as both somebody who's active and participates in the hacking community, but also somebody who acts as a, a guiding voice within my own company, um, are there topics that I think would come up that somebody would maybe want additional information on that people attending the RSA conference would have the ability to uh, 
can contribute after they've attended. Greg, what about you? Yeah, it's a a great question. And actually, I'm going to start with a a plea in many ways. And, And that is, we get so many submissions that I think aim at the general level and, and not nearly enough at the advanced level. Uh, and it's interesting even we get a lot of submissions around a new threat or a new vulnerability that are at that general level. So, uh, you know, my view is anything like that really should be advanced. And I would love to see more people submit at that advanced level. We actually, in many of the cases this year, actually went back to some of the submissions and said, look, the way you've positioned this and the way you've worded it, it sounds like it should be advanced. Um, you know, would you be willing to make that step up? But coming back to the other part of, of your question, you know, how do we find that one from, from the many? I think the first thing is, uh, almost as Nicole said, we're looking for something that is a unique view. So anything that looks like a really generic description of the problem Anything that's a history lesson of the last 10 years of the problem, um, you know, my view is people can go find that online. What we want to do is to give RSA attendees insight uh, that they couldn't easily find elsewhere. And so, you know, when I'm looking at this, I typically look for things like maybe do they have an inside of you, a, a perspective of the problem that the rest of us just wouldn't have? Um, you know, uh, is there some proof of how actually they had a real experience of of that problem, whether it was researching it or actually dealing with it, as opposed to just kind of theoretical. The final part I I look at there is, uh, you know, is there a a specific angle or focus or a a unique new perspective that, that they're actually bringing to that area? You know, we've talked a lot about ransomware. Obviously, it was interesting. COVID, obviously, is a key word that I think has probably become common for just about every one of us in, in a different way. Again, that kind of spanned all the way across from ransomware to community support through to new attacks using it through social engineering. Um, so we were trying to find those kind of things that we thought, this is a unique perspective. This person has real insight into it. And, of course, we have to, to remember the most important bit, which is, if people came to this session, would they leave it with knowledge that they could actually take away and actually use in their own organizations after this session? Right. And then, you know, that's when it sort of becomes the tree in the forest experiment that Britta always likes to talk about because, you know, we have to look at the offerings as a whole, right? And um, you talk about, you know, unique perspective and creativity, but there's also the diversity factor that we're, we value as a conference that we're looking to bring to the stage as well. And so that's diversity of experience and, you know, that balance of enterprise versus vendor. And there are so many factors that contribute to, you know, okay, this was a great selection, but then when we put that up against the whole, how are we looking in in trying to represent everything that is our goal with that objective of are the attendees going to be able to leave here with actionable education? So it's it's really it's a complicated game of coconut shells for many reasons. Um, so I'd love to hear from both of you. What were some of the submission topics 
that um, you expected to see, and how did the submissions themselves fulfill your expectations? Were there any unexpected trends that you saw in the review process? Or to that point, what were some of the strongest trends that you saw in the review process? Greg, let's start with you this time. Yeah, uh, I have to be careful with this one because uh, I'll try and give some themes without giving away, you know, specifics. I, I think that's exciting to say for the conference. But, you know, some of the themes I think we always expect to see, um, you know, the most topical kinds of threats. Obviously, we've talked about ransomware. But, again, other things that are always in there, I think, are business email compromise, social engineering, attacks that are tied to current events. So, Things like the U.S. elections were in there. Obviously, COVID was in there. Every year, I think we always get submissions around, you know, what are the great free tools we can use? What's the, the open source methodology that we can use? So I think those are kind of the, the common things that I expect to see. Um, a few that I didn't expect to see that I thought were interesting. One was uh, we had some sessions around the human element, things like uh, fatigue of, of staff and things like SOC response. I think that's great that we look at it from the human angle. Also, some sessions around how do we, uh, you know, be like the experts, help others maybe that don't have the knowledge. Uh, you know, maybe that's in the healthcare space. Maybe that's just teaching others. So it's kind of really great to see people thinking outside of the box. And then there's always those kind of creative submissions you know, Nicole mentioned she's keen in, in biohacking. We had some submissions in that space. And then we had some other really creative ways of, you know, how do people try and hack into different things? I think that's always kind of the cool fun sessions, uh, you know, and, and methods in which they achieve that. So those are often some of the outliers. I think the challenge with those is you go, they're really cool fun sessions, but could I use that back in my day-to-day -day job? And I think you know, part of our remit is to try and flavor some of those in so there's some fun learning, but also think about how do we make those actually have some sort of bridge back to, you know, day-to-day -day value for the people that attend. Indeed. Nicole? Um, yeah, so I definitely have to concur with Greg on some of the expected topics. So ransomware, pretty much always I expect to see that, though I did go into this Pretty, uh, pretty fresh since this is my first year. So most of my experience and expectations comes from uh, kind of a non-corporate focused hacking uh, community, hacking discussions. So seeing how the standard hacking themes apply to the enterprise level and to the overall uh, kind of professional industry versus hobbyists, I guess. you. I, I hate to call it hobbyists, but the non-professional Theme uh, was fairly interesting to me. Uh, so seeing ransomware, I expected to see a lot of that. I expected to see a lot of work from home and discussion around uh, COVID. Uh, and I also expected to see the the standard fare of cryptocurrency, um, Bitcoin, uh, ledger discussions. And we did see a fair number of those, uh, a lot of them covering the same topics and just different flavors. But when it came to some interesting topics, like Greg said, uh, I don't want to give away most of what we've roughly settled on, but there were some areas where uh, they were discussing methods that maybe weren't as top of mind when it comes to current threats. So looking at 
using older vulnerabilities to pivot into systems that should be up to date or should be more current was very interesting. Uh, also seeing discussions around medical devices and hacking the physical devices that are being used this year, that was pretty novel. And then also just kind of seeing what the roundup of toolkits were. That's always a, a really great point for me, just to see where everybody is looking for tools, what they're considering to be the kind of gold standard for an open source or a method of tracking something down. Those were kind of the areas that I, I wasn't fully prepared for. Unexpected trends, I, I think this year, maybe next year, I'll be able to give a better idea of like a surprising trend since everything was a little new and fresh for me. That's fair. <laughs> so, in terms, without, as you mentioned, without giving away too much of what you've uh, settled on, um, you know, looking ahead to the conference in May, what are some things that attendees can look forward to? I know we talked about, you know, choosing just that one ransomware session or that one um, work-from-home session or when we look at the, the track as a whole, both in the general and advanced, what are some things that folks can look forward to in May? Uh, so they can definitely look forward to understanding some of the work-from-home concerns uh, that maybe a larger group was aware of, but smaller groups that had to pivot into work-from-home may not have been fully prepared for. Uh, I think we could also keep an eye out for some interesting hardware hacking uh, discussions, which can be a little difficult both in a virtual space and also a virtual kind of disseminated space since a lot of the hardware hackers that I'm aware of and friends with are all having to kind of do this from home while we're also working. So kind of seeing how these things can be done and discussions around kind of the household uh, was interesting as well. Yeah, this is this is really hard just to kind of give some some hints and clues without giving away too much uh, of the secret sauce. There are definitely some cool themes on innovative new technology uh, and you know uh, what we can expect to see in terms of adversaries targeting those. I think we've got some great sessions around what has become actually a fun space again, which is actually doing threat hunting. Um, so I think I'm just going to leave it at, at those two because I just don't want to give away too much too early. Absolutely. I completely appreciate that. So, Greg, Nicole, this has been such a fun conversation. I know this is a popular track that so many in our community look forward to every year. Before we go, can you share with our listeners a session or topic or two that you might that you are most eager to see come to fruition? Greg, let's start with you. Yeah, and, and I, there's almost kind of two ways that, that I think about this. Um, we, we're in the intermediary stage now between picking sessions but we've not yet actually got to see uh, the presentations they're going to deliver. Uh, obviously, we go through that review process in the new year. So, you know, when you say coming to fruition, actually, I'm most excited about now getting to see all of the sessions we've picked as we review their content. That That is such a cool phase for me, actually getting to see them develop that out and see whether what was, you know, in their mind almost matches up with our expectations. So, I'm super excited to see all of those draft submissions 
beyond that, I think, um, you know, we have this breadth between people that have spoken before, right through to brand new speakers, young speakers, old speakers. I'm always super excited to look at those submissions from people we've never seen before because often they, they just have a new perspective. Uh, so those are the sessions that uh, I really want to see kind of play out when we get to RSA. That's great. Nicole? Um, to kind of echo Greg there, since we've only really seen the abstracts and the high levels, at this point I'm excited to see what the actual discussions and topics will be, and also working with the speakers to maybe refine some of the areas or point out areas that maybe would fit uh, perfectly within the track versus having kind of a broad-spectrum discussion. To be honest, I'm interested to see all of the tracks come together, uh, and I'm super excited to see the broader group of people who may be able to attend this year and kind of what the impact there will be. That's fantastic. And to both of you, just engaging in this conversation and listening to your responses, what I so appreciate about both of you is the passion and that, like, real dedication that you bring to your role. So thank you so much for that, and thank you for joining us today. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Please keep the conversation going on your social channels using the hashtag RSAC, and be sure to visit rsaconference.com for new content posted year-round. Also, subscribe to the RSAC podcast on SoundCloud or your preferred podcast app and stay tuned for our next podcast. Thank you both so much.